and from the top. All right, now we are recording. Hey, everybody, it's Aaron Banyan. Timothy Bennett here. Welcome to b Banter Bros, episode 30. Yes, our last episode of season one. Yes. Yep, we decided to end it on a nice, even number to make my OCD happy. Yeah. T- Tim insisted, and I said fine. Yep. I really didn't care. As most <laughs> things are. I push him. He moves. I'm I'm like the water. I flow. Well, or jiggle. That means that, yeah. More like jello. <laughs> my, my nickname in college, I was actually called Jigglypuff for... I haven't really deciphered the reasons other than like people thought I smiled that way. <laughs> I, I don't quite you get smile it. like a Pokemon. And that was a funny thing. Like none of us were really into Pokemon. Like apparently they knew what a Jigglypuff is. Yeah. To compare you, so it was Jigglypuff, and then eventually shortened it as J-Puff. J-Puff. And yeah, you're not. Which I think I got that cool to come off. That sounds like a Jigolo. People, well, people looked at me funny. Like somehow it was a drug I, reference. I, like it's not. And don't. J-Puff. Part of the ICP uh, off-brand. Oof. Oof. <laughs> yeah, hey, I've I've seen ICP twice in concert. They put I, on a hell res- of a show. I respect them. And, hell of a show. And I've heard I mean, they do great charitable oh, things. And I mean, there's no fucking way I'm gonna be a juggalo, but uh, yeah, I just I don't I wouldn't fit in with them, and it's it's fine for them, but I just for me. Uh, I I got along with that crowd and those type of people like. I got along with him. I mean, for the most part, I get along with everybody, but like, it yeah, wasn't the same way. Like, it's yeah, just, it's not it my wasn't my, my thing. Yep. I hung out with people who were big, considered juggalos and, and whatever, but, you know, I didn't think ICP was absolutely terrible. I owned one ICP. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I have them on my iPod. I have a handful, and there's songs I liked and stuff, but I will say, I was blown away by their performance. My God, I saw them twice. Mm-hmm. They just, just destroyed the, sh- the place. Like, yeah, incredible. It was a big fun party. It was, was a, it was a bash. I enjoyed the shit out of their, their show. But I've heard they put on a great, and I like I say I respect the idea, the fact that, from what I understand, they make a lot of charitable contributions and mm. do a lot of charitable work, and I can respect that. All right, I know that they made themselves. For the most part, they brought themselves up on their own. Yeah. So I know when they first started out back in the 90s or whatever, they were traveling around in a van going to shows all over, like, Texas. And I think, I don't even know where they're from. I think they're from, I don't even fucking know. I don't know much about them, but probably from Florida. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I do know that they, they really built themselves up kind of independently. And then yeah. they, they went and they sat on with Sony. And then I think that they got dropped from Sony or something. I don't know. But then they started their own label. Yeah, I think the last thing I saw was I think Violin J. Uh, I just saw something about the fact that his daughter is a furry, and so to like the fuck is a furry? People that like dressing up like uh, animals. Like, I think kind of oh, is that like the the sex fetish type thingy? I think they like I go to groups like parties and I they like meet up places and to uh, a fetish oh. like that i don't know that it's all i like think that. i swear to god i've seen a tv show that dealt with that probably and i um, can't think of it oh my god that's okay anyway um, but i think in order to like kind of connect with her he made his own suit so that he could go to conventions with her because i think there's not it's not all sex i think it's no yeah 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 i, I know I what you're it's saying. a bit of a lifestyle and i think that's where his daughter kind of yeah. falls into it and so he made a suit to like go to conventions with her and stuff like it's that. essentially the opposite of being a nudist kind of 
it's, it's, it, to me, it falls, under, it falls under like Comic Con in so much like it's, but, but it's not anime animals. characters. Yeah, it's animals. It's yeah, not no, anime I, or comic book characters. I can't for the life of me. I, I've seen something, a TV show or something like that. There's probably a, a TLC a, thing that did, like, did. It was one of those fetish shows. No, I'm, I'm talking about like there's like just a show, like a regular like sitcom show that uh, oh. that uh, they went to like this furry party or whatever. Well, there's a Bob's Burgers episode where <laughs> Tina gets mixed Bob's up with the the Equesticles. Well, this was a real or the action, real life, the Equesticles. Hmm. Uh, I think Equesticles are the boys that follow uh, the Equestronauts in the in the show God. instead of instead of Bronies. Do you know Do you know what uh, Kaylee brought up the other day? And for the life of me, I completely forgot it was a thing. Completely forgot it existed. Uh, was Aqua Team Hunger Force? Oh yeah, Aqua Team Hunger Force. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Kaylee brought that up like two nights ago out of nowhere, and she's like. What's that one meatball guy? And I'm like, Meatwad? Meat, meatball guy? <laughs> the fuck are you talking? It's just like, that's what she said. Just out of nowhere. She's like, What's that one meatball guy? I'm like, Can I get a little more context to this? Elaborate a little? It's like, Yeah, you know, it was like a cartoon back in like 2000s or something. I'm like, Meatball guy? And I just couldn't think about it. Yep. And then it, she's like, Yeah, it was like, it like uh, hung out with like a floating shake. And I'm like, Oh. But I couldn't think of it. I had a fucking just Hunger a Force. blank, and yep. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and it finally dawned on me, and I had to look it all up, and I'm like, that's right. Well, and then they, they kept the show going. After a certain number of seasons, it stopped being Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and it became like Aqua Unit Patrol Squad. Oh, God. And then they kept changing the name to something Aqua something. And then eventually, I think the last season or two, it was uh, Aqua TV Show Show was what it was called. <laughs> Well, I just remember the uh, the spaghetti god. Spaghetti god. Yeah, I think it was like there was like a spaghetti god that Meatwad, I think like, or is that something else that I'm thinking? Of? I think you're thinking of pastafarianism, which was a sociology experiment. Is that, is that a fucking thing? Yeah. yeah Fat John from from Boulder Tap House was a, an ordained minister of pastafarianism. Maybe be touched by his noodly appendage. Okay, I wanted to just skip all of that and move on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think what you're thinking of is when Meatwad's uh, uh, balloon squirrel uh, gets like he keeps getting like static shock and keeps growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, no, I was thinking that he it was when Meatwad essentially was believing in like the spaghetti god. Uh, that may be an episode I missed. So, I, I but it's been so long, so, so long. I haven't watched that shit of, since I was in high school. The episode when I was just drinking. The, the episode that I, I th- has to do with the religion I think of is uh, when they're talking about censorship and he, they can't say Jesus, so they call him G Wiz. I do. I do. And, then, and then it ends up being Ted <laughs> Nugent right. in the end. <laughs> it that's, is a that, fucking ridiculous that's show. That's the episode where Meatwad becomes pregnant. Oh, God. Um, they're like, how'd you get pregnant? And they find out he's just got, like, he like a spider laid a bunch of eggs in him. <laughs> Oh god, yeah that that show was just ridiculous. But like I said, I I, I either watched it when I was in high school a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know because it came it was two thousand to it was eleven seasons. It was twenty years, almost twenty years to next year. It'll be I think twenty years that yeah. it uh, it's been out. But it was yep. like eleven seasons. Um, it, it was crazy. Two thousand Carl. To, 2012, or I think, is when it was. So 2001, right. 2012. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so Corey Zadunek, yep, went as Carl one year for Halloween. Oh, that's great. 
And I've, I have couldn't... I'd, I'd have to find the pictures of it because I know there's a picture of him as Carl. Because he could do a good job? He did a really good job. Yeah? Because oh, at good. that point, he, was, oh, it, he wasn't he was as like... He hadn't lost as much weight, so he was a little heavier. Oh, he still had a little chub. Um, and so, but he had the mustache, and he had like... I can't remember if he shaved his head or if he had done the hair right, but yeah. That's he awesome. did a really good job. That's awesome. It was good. <laughs> that is awesome. That is great. Carl was by far the best character in that show. Man. I put two and two together, and I decided that uh, you're pissing me off. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen any of that. I, that was a, one of those shows that like my friends and I would quote at each other yeah. like randomly. I know I, I watched a little bit of it, not as much, a little bit of it when I was in high school, but when I was drinking and I'd get home from the bar, I'd be drunk, maybe even get stoned with my roommate or whatever, we'd watch cart- Adult Swim and, yeah. and, you know, at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And uh, the couple shows that we were obsessed with is we were obsessed with Frisky Dingo. Yeah. And I was... That, that Archer before Archer was yep. cool. And then Archer yeah. um, kind of came out and that kind of came in the picture. But Frisky Dingo and... Uh, Metalocalypse. Yep. And uh, we watched a little bit of, of Aqua Gene Hunger, Force. Hunger Force. So, we know, obviously, it was one of those things where it, we didn't have control of what was really coming on yeah. necessarily, but yeah. Frisky Dingo, I always remember the only bit I remember about Frisky Dingo, which the, the funny thing about, I mean, if you look at the main character from Frisky Dingo and Archer, it's the same character. Yeah. It's the same, yep. same animators. Yep. Just a different voice. Um, yep. But there's an episode where he's living on the streets and he's like he, he's boiling needles and condoms so that the homeless people can reuse them yep yep i remember that one <laughs> that's the one i remember the most so i was i was pretty obsessed with frisky dingo because they had two seasons and then it just vanished yeah and what was uh, his, his the villain's name was Killface. is that what yeah, it, yeah. kill face yep and his son it was his son i liked his son because his son <laughs> was just yeah walk into a room and just don't don't do it don't do it and then knock something else like, it's like eating a cereal and he's like eat your cereal and he's like no no you finished you don't knocks it off the table and walks away Ugh, it's a goddamn cat <laughs> it's just it's just completely bitch about his kid knocking what shit off the, what were the guys that cause what was his superhero name um I don't fucking remember but it was something X right cause weren't the, the weren't, weren't his, the guys that worked with him the Xticles I think so. God, it's been so long. Like I haven't watched it since. Yeah, it's been oh, yeah. It's over been ten years since yeah, I watched it. So, it makes um, me want to watch it so bad. <laughs> I remember my like my crew like we liked Aqua Teen Hunger Force. A couple of my friends were obsessed with a uh, Sea Lab Twenty Twenty One. You know that wasn't too bad either. We watched that a handful. of times. I didn't get into it. That wasn't my my style. But uh, I'm trying to remember the other ones we watched. Um, I always liked Moral Oral. I thought it was funny. That was like a claymation version of a, uh, it was like a send off of uh, David and Goliath. Mm. Okay. Um, so it was all claymation, um, but it was like, he was, you know, really big into Jesus, stuff like that. So he would get into like, there was like a one episode where he went to a sex shop and learned he was into like bondage. <laughs> and there's like his, at the end, like he, he's been doing all this stuff and his dad's like, oh, I'm going to have to punish you. And like, he takes off his belt and you see the kid just kind of like bite his lip. Like, mm. <laughs> That's horrible. It's yeah, you know, it's it's, great, uh, it's, it's horrible. It's funny, but at the same time, you're like, oh my god. Um, but yeah, like I like more oral. I like the Venture Brothers. I thought it was fun. Oh uh, yeah, I remember the Adventure Brothers. I didn't really get into that one either. I always remember the episode where they made fun of the Fantastic Four, <laughs> um, and that's probably my favorite episode. Yeah, because the uh, Fantastic Four, and then the the neighbor next door was Doctor Strange, essentially. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, the- <laughs> were you the one that showed me? Was it is a cartoon something pickles? No, Mr. Devin Mr. showed me Mr. Pickles. Devin Pickles. and you showed me Mr. Pickles. And I was that like, what was the, the fuck most did I just fucked watch? up thing? Yeah. What the fuck did he showed us together? Uh oh no, you guys showed me after oh, the fact because you had already yeah. shown Dirty the same shit the same oh, shit. God. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Mr. Pickles. If anybody doesn't know anything about Mr. Pickles, it's pretty much about Mr. this boy. Mr. Pickles. Yeah. It's about this boy who essentially like finds a stray dog or something like that and gets a pet dog and uh he's the devil. Well, it's the family dog. Oh, whatever yeah, it is, but he's he's, he's a de- he's a demonic dog. So yep. he'll like go around and like murder people and homeless people mm-hmm. and tear them to shreds and then bury the bodies in their backyard and then come in for dinner. Yep. The <laughs> family is completely, except for the grandfather. Yeah, who's the family suspe- is completely uh, unaware. He's suspicious, like shit. He's completely eyeballing the shit out of that dog. Like, I'm not even suspicious. He's, up. He knows that there's yeah, something like he but, does this stuff, but no one believes it because he's old. Mm-hmm. God, I was like, what the fuck did I watch? Oh, what was the other show? I, I can't remember the other show I used to watch on Adult Swim, but there was like one other one that I was really into. I was into Metalocalypse too. That was, <laughs> I think my favorite one of Metalocalypse, or my, my favorite bit, is uh, when they're, they're basically getting all their blood tested to see if they're like healthy, and they find out that Pickles the drummer is dying of cancer, and Pickles proclaims, I never got to do the things I wanted to do with my life, like more drugs. Right. <laughs> and he like grabs a bong and like takes a rip and just fucking smashes on the ground and smashes the lamp from his lawyer's desk on the ground and then runs off. And the next thing you see is it's called the pickles cam. It's just him hammered or whatever. Just, yeah, <laughs> just floating around. I, I know I watched uh, a lot of it, but once again, it's one of those things I haven't watched any of that shit since it's been at least 10 years. Since I last I one. revisit them every now and again. Like, I'll watch an episode or two yeah. if I can. And I, I should. I should revisit. I mean, the only thing I've been kind of consistent on is uh, for anything like that would be um, Rick and Morty. Yeah. That's probably the only thing I'm watching. So there's a there's a Hulu show called, uh, was it Crossing Swords? Yeah. Have, That's Seth Green, right? Yep. Yeah, I was going to say. I haven't a, watched it another yet, animated from yeah. Seth Green. It's kind of the same people as Robot Chicken. Yeah. Um, it's not too bad. No, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was, it's kind of entertaining. Like, uh, I mean, I watched it a while ago, but yeah, it's not too bad. <laughs> uh, it's a I little. Did. It's definitely like a more uncensored version of Robot Chicken. Yeah, yeah, like Robot Chicken had some shit, but like oh, most definitely. This is like consistency. You know, it's like it's oh, actually so. about because oh, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a Hulu uh, bit, so I mean they don't yeah. have to worry about censorship the way they did for adults. Well, and it's not like a it's not a skit show where there's yeah, a bunch yeah. of skits. No, this is a consistent story. Oh, okay. It's about the same characters and stuff like that. It's medieval times, and oh. it is actually pretty damn clever. It's pretty good. Really? Okay. Um, you should definitely give it a shot. I'll take a look at it. Yep, I thought it was pretty decent. Um, it, I don't know. I I haven't really been watching a lot of anything. I've been pretty obsessed with. Yeah. D&D stuff. I just, uh, well, I mean, I think a couple weeks ago, I think I finished up What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Um, so enjoyed finally that. Finally finished up. Yeah. They left it, I'm a little bummed because the way they left it, like. Well, they're working left, on season three, aren't they? Well, I'm saying they, they I hope, they yeah, better. It's I just, hope so. I just don't like watching shows. Speaking of shows, mm-hmm. I have an emptiness inside of me, and I didn't think it was going to happen. I finished up Supernatural. Oh, yeah? I finished it up. I watched it up to the last episode. 
and there's an emptiness now yeah. that resided. I, for at least three weeks now since I finished it, it's been it's been battling inside me. <laughs> I've been wavering it and thinking and analyzing it. It's like, was that the way that Supernatural should have went out? Was that appropriate send-off for that show? Was that this and was that that? And I think I finally... I was kind of out of nowhere, just like Kaylee's meatball mm. uh, thing is, is it kind of came out of nowhere and just said, yes. Okay. I, I have to admit I committed a sin. I skipped the last like few seasons. I haven't watched the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. So I skipped and I watched the last episode cause I wanted to know. Did you watch the episode before that though? No. The last two episodes. No. Oh, you should have done that. I know Cass dies in the one before that That's or like one right before three that. Three episodes. Like that, yeah. Four episodes. Um, but. But yeah, I, so I watched the last episode. Um, and I can honestly say, I kind of battled with it too because I was like, do I really, in, like, I'm not going to lie, it made me tear up. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, it was, I was very. That was, whole drive scene. Yep. And with, with Sam and the mm-hmm. whole getting, spoiler alert, getting older and. And living, living, living life. his life and yeah. stuff. That little back and forth. Yeah. Well, it's it's just so, plus the music that 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 very uh, epic kind of like rendition. Carry on, yeah, carry on wayward. Carry yeah. onward was just. I I think um, what what tied it all together is, and I think it hold. I think even with the fact that you see flashes of Sam too. Is when Bobby says it's the heaven that you deserve. Mm-hmm. We think that was the the clincher line that made it more meaningful to me, at least. I, I, uh, yeah, it, it, I, it made me cry. I didn't even see it coming. There wasn't. I and see, and I had joked with Chelsea because we she's like, I don't know if I can do it. I'm like. You know they're all—they're both gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like you know that. I was like, this is how it goes. Like they're gonna die. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a, a shocker. Yeah, it was but expected. it was a beautifully done ending. That is what my whole conclusion to this was. It was a very, very appropriate send-off. Yep. It was one of those send-offs. Like it was one of those ending to a. TV show that's lasted so long. 15 years. So long. Same characters, you know, Mm -hmm. like, they've taken people in, they've brought people back, but it's been the same actors. They've never replaced, like, anybody as as the the characters. And if they had, they they worked it just right. I mean, like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like, when he stopped being uh, John, they had a, a younger version of him. Like that's the only way they brought him back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, that's yeah. what I mean. Like if yep. they brought back They've the character, they couldn't appropriate do. to the story. Yeah. They've never just uh, replaced an actor for the same exact person role. Kind right. of yeah, yeah, exactly. They've done it just right. It has been a very long journey, but what I told Kaylee is I've, I've I assessed it because three weeks it took me to really process. Like the first week, it was like accepting. Mm-hmm. Like I, I literally had like after I got done watching, I turned the TV off and I just went to bed. <laughs> I was like, I, I, okay. I'm going to bed, <laughs> and that's all. I didn't, I didn't brush my teeth or anything. I just went to bed because it was just so overwhelming. It was like I just yeah. broke up with somebody or something, or they broke up with me. <laughs> like right. I was, I, my my head was spinning. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I just, it was one of those things where I finally came to the conclusion that after the, the accepting and the processing and then the analyzing, the entire show from episode one to literally the last, uh, the second to last episode of the entire series mm-hmm. has all been about suffering. Yeah. It's always been about suffering. They put them through literally heaven and hell and everything in between. Yeah. They died so many times. They get injured. They've broken. They, the whole show is about suffrage. Mm-hmm. It's all about suffering. Yep. And turmoil and sadness and all this stuff. And that last episode was one of the, it was, like you said, it was the, it was like the heaven that they deserve. It was the episode that entire series deserved yep. to have a happy ending, mm-hmm. to have a, finally having a happy send off, leaving on a high note. Yeah. After everything keeps kind of pulling him down and smashing him into the dirt. Yeah. Rep- uh, repetitively and not being easy, not lighting up. And then they finally did it. In the very last episode, it was just the most appropriate show for our ending for a show I've ever seen. Yeah, I I, I, I I'm took not a, sure like I, I said, have three fucking weeks to get all of this out before I was like, yes, yes, it was. I'm fantastic. not sure I can think of another show that had the kind the of the same like, of effect and the same appropriate fi- uh, finale. Mm-hmm. I guess I, it's hard to think of another show that did did it that right. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Not that they weren't satisfied, that weren't satisfying, but that they were that right. Yeah. Yeah, because I agree with you, man. That whole like drive. So they started off with the whole "Carry On" words by Kansas, the original yep. song. They played it and him all saying, the oh, way I love through. That song and like, yeah. yeah, they played it all the way through. Turned <clears> it up, you know, and yep. played it all the way through. And then it went into a different rendition. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. that was hauntingly beautiful and appropriate. And that was when, like, that's when you started getting towards the Sam yep. mashup. And it was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. like, so fucking appropriate. Yeah, for sure. And it still, it still kind of got to me. It still kind of, like, lingers. But I feel like there's a little piece of me that just went away now that it's gone. Yep. Because it's been on so long. That uh, I could take, I took five year, almost a five year break. Yeah, I didn't like watch yeah. any of it. That's what I mean. Like I didn't watch the last three seasons. Yeah. And uh, I, I took five years, but I knew it was there. I knew it was still going, so I yeah. didn't have anything to worry about. Yep, for and sure. I thought they were going to be. First of all, Eric Kripke, when he wrote the series, he only wrote up the f- five seasons, and that's why he left after the fifth season. Yeah, so, this is as far as I had planned. Yep. We did it. Now uh, I think it's time somebody else does it. Yep. And he went off and started doing his own thing. Right. I have, speaking of Kripke, I, I've just finished the first season of The Boys, and I'm working on, I'm in the, I just finished the first episode of season two. Yeah. And, so, and I told you, D, uh, Jensen Ackles is supposed to play Soldier Boy yep, in, in the season third three. season. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So, the first season, uh, like, I'm a huge fan of the comic books. Yeah. And uh, I think I borrowed you one of them, did I? No. I have East, 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 West, or whatever. 
I have the second one of that. Oh, no, you still have that? Yeah, I do. It's yeah. it's it's on my bookshelf. I'll bring it back. Have you re- have you read it? I haven't cracked that one yet. I've been just kind of. <laughs> I know I, I read the first one. I just yep. have to. This is the second one. I have to crack that one up. Um, either way, uh, the boys. Yeah. So, I'm a big fan of the comic books, and yeah. I, I love it because of the type of comic book it is. Yeah. Like, there's no superheroes. <laughs> it's, this is vigilante justice at its basis. Yes, and it's so good. It's not holding any punches back, yep. and it's great. And I thought, okay, well, they're going to do a, the show. When the show first came out, it was like three – D.B. Searles was still mm-hmm. open, so it was at least three years ago yep. when they decided that they were going to do a show and that they, were, they already had half the cast mm-hmm. casted. And that they were in production, so it took almost two years before they were even able to put it out there. Yeah, and um, it was beautiful. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed. I, I ashamed it took me this long to finish it because I had I was a couple episodes in, um, but I liked it. Uh, I can honestly say I don't like. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to, but I don't like Butcher. Like as a as a as person a character, as yeah, a, I yeah, mean, as a a character. Oh, yeah. He he's yeah he's whatever. But I just I don't like Butcher. Um. And, but I really do enjoy. I like Jack Quaid as Huey. I think after he, seeing him in that one show that we bitched about. Oh yeah, that movie yeah, where he was a little whiny little bitch. Yeah, Jack Quaid is actually really good in in, in this. Yeah, he's he's really good. I like him. Well, okay, I agree with you. I don't like Butcher like as a person. Carl Urban though is just oh, he's fucking playing, he's playing killing the character. It, oh yeah, he's crushing. Fantastic. I couldn't forget how old is Carl Urban because I think he's like getting 50. towards. Yeah, I was gonna say he's getting oh, up there in years to play someone who ostensibly should be younger. Is I think very. I think he's doing a really good job. Yeah. Oh, he. I after seeing him play this character, he's playing Butcher phenomenally well yeah the only difference is here he has a beard in the comic books he doesn't have a beard um, oh sure but he's playing phenomenally well like yep. i can't think of anybody I like, else i like the the guys playing in the like playing the boys like i don't i like mother's milk i like frenchie yep. um so frenchie was the one that entirely different compared to the comic books yeah but this guy is playing him fucking good i like him as, as a, a little bit of a twist a little bit more of like a different style but it's very appropriate. Yeah, he, he Frenchie looks like a meth head, but yeah, but well, he. I, mean, I, I like his character. You um, should see him in the comic books, <laughs> right? Looks uh, like he's I, uh, somebody who kidnaps children. Right. Yeah, this guy, the guy playing him, is not far off, but not far. This uh, one looks more like a drug kind of guy. This guy looks like a combination meth head or someone who would kill your pets. Yeah, and and in the comic book, he looks like he's someone who would kill your pets and then go and. Take your kid for kid, a walk. Yeah, take your kid <laughs> for a long walk. Like, um, as far as like this, the Mother seven. Milk is pretty on point. <laughs> uh, the seven, I, I, huh. okay. So obviously, translucent didn't matter too much in, nope. in the scheme of things. I, I like the idea of Black Noir. Uh, I, I find him entertaining. Like especially, I just he's kind of like the comic relief out of the group because he doesn't say anything he doesn't really do much and he'll just sit there in the corner and eat like a candy bar i i I laughed when i was watching the christmas episode and like the guy's playing and then black noir just sits down and looks at him until like he finally just like and then he slides yeah he starts he starts playing playing. i thought that was hysterical yep yep (laughs) he just stares at him until (laughs) yep uh Um, queen mave i think is interesting um, yeah, I mean, the one thing I like about these is you can totally tell the characters that they're referencing too. Oh, God, yes. 
nothing hiding about no, it. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. Queen Maeve is interesting. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. When she went to go see her ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. like the first thing that popped into my mind was, "That's the mom from Dino Dana," because <laughs> I have a six year old. <laughs> and uh, Starlight annoys me. Yeah, and I. I, not d- the- I can honestly say, I after watching the first episode of the second season, I don't like this, like, oh, he lied to me, blah, blah, blah. I don't like the way they're playing that part. Yeah. But it, I'm hoping it'll just get over itself real quick. Not really. So here's, here's the thing. The first season is phenomenal. The second mm-hmm. season is fantastic. Yeah. But it's one of those things where there is, there is it's almost a separation. Yeah. Um, they didn't just, like, infuse them and run off with it, you know, and try to keep it going. Like, there's right. there's a different feel to them. Yeah. Um, but it's appropriate, like, like you're supposed to. Like, second season, fucking shit got amped up. Right, right. Especially on the uh, seven side. Oh, my God. It gets fucking gruesome. Yeah. But this is what I love about the show. The amount of gore <laughs> is almost absurd. I was watching it last night, and Chelsea came out in time for Homelander to be... I think he was in, like, a, one of the Syrian bases and was just, like, lasering people in half. She's like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but they did such a good job at it. Yeah, It's probably the sure. first time I've ever seen a show that does a really good job at, like, kind of depicting what these superpowers would do to a human. Yeah, yeah. And how easy and how whatever. So Homelander, I think, is intriguing. Um I, I, you know, I was, I mean, Especially when he was in uh, Auntie Donna. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you right. won't let me leave. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he was, the guy that plays Homelander was in a show. It was originally a Cinemax show. It was called Banshee. Oh. And basically, he, he basically is a thief that gets out of prison. Um, and his girlfriend, they worked for. It, his girlfriend was the daughter, but like they worked for like a mob boss and then mm-hmm. robbed him or screwed him out of. Something. I've seen that on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and and the, I haven't seen it, but I mean I've, I've, I've seen think it I've out watched there. the first season. I think I've gotten through. Is it okay? Yeah, it's not bad. It's interesting and a little confusing because the Amish also play into it because like the town, so the like Banshee is the name gangsters. of the uh, Banshee is the name of the town he goes to, Amish. <laughs> which is where his girlfriend is now started a new life with a, a husband and two children. Okay. Uh, he basically, on the outskirts of town, before the new sheriff shows up, the new sheriff gets shot in the bar he's at, and he takes... And he just takes over his identity. He takes over yeah. the identity to yeah. try and get his, get, the, get the money yep. back because his girlfriend's not got a family, yeah. so he's like, well, I'm screwed out of that, so I want my money. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's a gangster in this town who... Is Amish? He's he's excommunicated, but he so he's he's very protective of the Amish community where his father is one of the elders, but like he runs the place like he runs it out of a butcher shop or a a slaughterhouse. (laughs) Oh, that seems Um, pretty appropriate. Yeah, and it's 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 worth a watch. Just the entire time you're talking to me, all I can think about is Amish paradise (laughs) with gangsters paradise. And how appropriate those two just mashed up, in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of what happens. So uh, I, that's all I can envi- envision right now is Weird Al Yankovic and Coolio it's, <laughs> collaborating. It's, it's amazing,ly funny how how that runs it. But he's really good in Banshee. 
Yeah. Um, I might have to give it a shot. He's the main character, so it's all it's ninety percent about him. Um, he's really good in it. The writing, I, the show in and of itself, you kind of go, not that many people will want to fuck this guy, but um, that's whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it's really good. And yeah. then I have to give it a shot because, like I said, I've seen it posted up on Amazon and I read the description I'm like oh, it seems familiar I had no idea that guy was in it though yeah he, I, I don't think he really did much else before Banshee I was just I don't think I've ever seen him in anything other yeah. than him playing in um, uh, as uh, uh, Homelander and, and the boys yeah. like I say he they so made that's that little the first cameo thing, in Auntie Donna right but yeah so I think that's but yeah anyway we digress um, but he's I think he's a really good actor I think him playing Homelander is he's doing really well yeah and the, this whole thing where he's basically <laughs> very like almost like a white supremacist almost not not a white supremacist but a very or he's, he's very much he's very much the caricature of a Republican at this point yeah yes that's um, a better way of looking at it because when yeah, it's hard to say a little bit later, little bit later you actually get a pretty much white supremacist superhero. Oh, fantastic! So, like, there's you're 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 very on point with that uh, analysis or that that idea. Yeah. Not to say that he's you know, what a, a, a real Republican would be, but he's the caricature. Well, he's of like America. an extreme Republican. Yeah, he's he's supposed to uh, identify as the symbol of America. Mm. Yeah. What is America founded on? Pretty much, Republicans. Yeah, it's a, it's a right wing thing, and that's not just me being opinionated. That's that's just look at the historical, you know, facts of everything down the lineage, from when we started off as an independent country from Britain. Yeah, it all has to do with more. Once once we separated the house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it's even funny to say, like, if you look back, you know, at some point the how like the two parties were reversed. Mm-hmm. Democrats believed what Republicans now believe, and mm-hmm. Republicans were on the Democratic mm-hmm. side. Like, in this case, like I, I really do think I, I think he, I think Homelander is a perfect symbol for exactly what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I had I had to laugh. I'm not gonna lie. And this might be the yeah. This is the second uh, second season, but when <laughs> I can't remember what the name of the superhero was, but the blind superhero that's training in the the dojo oh yeah yeah and, yeah, and yeah. he comes up he's like oh yeah i just have one one question i want to ask you what happens if i do this he boxes the guy's ears yep and drops he's like hey, just another, another useless fucking cripple yep <laughs> yep he uh he's brutal when yeah he's, he's, he's not in camera light he's he's evil yeah and that's what that's why i like about it. i love this concept so much yeah because he, it's taking those superheroes He's brutal and he's nefarious. Oh like, I think it's the yeah. best way to. The, is the most. He's unstable. Poignant like word to put to him is nefarious. nefarious. But he's so unstable. Yeah. Well, especially once waiting. he kills Elizabeth Shue. You're Spoiler just, alert. You're just waiting, waiting, and there's a there's a certain point where he's like he's giving a a speech out into the crowd about what he did overseas and how he killed an innocent. And there's you know the casualties. Essentially, yeah. is what he's saying. He's like the people are like rioting about the casualties. And he kind of tries to calm it down, so he goes up. But he stands there, and people are just like hating on him and, and rallying, protesting. And he just and just fucking lasers everybody. And it was beautiful, like horrifically beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was just amazing because he's just like that's what you want to see. 
Yeah. You don't see that kind of shit. You don't see the guy who's supposed to be the hero yeah. destroy every everyone who made him a hero. But it was just all in his head because that's how he felt. And that was the point where you're like, this dude is... He's cracking. Yep. The the egg is cracked. It's splintering down. Now you're just waiting for the fucking monster to hatch out. Yeah. And I think they're doing a phenomenal job at showing this, at building that fucking... My least favorite character, I will say, so far, is A-Train. I think A-Train is kind of just me. You're not supposed to like A-Train, but A-Train is obviously... It's the, not even that the, I don't he's, I just, he's, he's I just the catalyst. Don't care about him. Yeah, Other like than the was, fact that he yeah, he kills Robin in the He beginning. was the catalyst of this whole thing. But he, we otherwise we could face him out and I wouldn't give a fuck. He he doesn't go away, yeah. but he he does kind of linger, but he doesn't become I don't know, like a main focus. Yeah. Especially in the second season, he he definitely becomes more of like that side. But I agree. I actually liked the uh the fish guy, uh, the, the deep, deep. Yeah. I actually liked him more than I like A Train. Yeah, and At I least hated the Deep. Has like something of a story, like, a little bit. I I, I fucking hate the Deep too because he's fucking horrible. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a terrible. <laughs> or person. or and then the Lantern, Lamplighter. Lamplighter. I don't remember. I gotta go back and watch the first couple of episodes. Oh, where are you in the second season? Well, I'm only in f- the first episode of season two. Oh my god, I can't even. I can't even say too much more because I don't want to give everything away. <laughs> right. Uh, Lamplighter comes into play, so I, I just spoiled I, that one. I do like the when and it's it's Sean Ashmore. Oh, it's either him or his brother Aaron. One of the Ashmores. Aaron, yeah, one of the Ashmores. It's it's the one who was in uh, X Men. I couldn't tell you which one was in the X Men. Who played Ice? I just put that together. <laughs> he played Iceman in X Men, and now <laughs> he's playing Lamplighter, who's pretty much a fire guy, a pyro. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, it's playing just the same character opposite spectrums. Yeah. I liked the the little bit of like when Starlight goes to find that one guy that works in the labs and he's Oh, yep. He's like the letting, the guy, guy letting the guy cut, cut off, his, off arm his arm for yeah. like four hundred bucks. He's like, extra thousand, let you cut my dick off. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the nearest ATM? <laughs> right. Um Yeah, I like the show. I, I like the really show good. a lot. I liked it a lot. Um I've just finished up The Mandalorian. I heard that the ending of season two of The Mandalorian was pretty big. It was it was good, but God, I'm I'm just now I have to wait because right. it won't start back up until next year, next December. December twenty really? something. Are they filming it now or like it won't start filming until next time? They next won't December. start filming until January. Uh, Favreau said that he's they gotta wait but they're finished up with um, this and they're gonna start filming the book of Boba Fett oh cool so what I, I kind of geeked out a lot after watching this episode because I finished them today yeah um, and I started going on this whole like Star Wars kind of like I wanted to fill in some blanks a little bit mm-hmm. character wise and stuff because what I love about the Mandalorian is you don't need to know anything yeah. about the Star Wars universe to just enjoy the show mm-hmm. and have it on its own. But if you do know about these characters, about this world, about where things are and all the timeline and stuff, then you get a bigger expanse into this world. Yeah. And that's what I love about the show is that you take it one way or you can take it every which way yep, and yep. still be satisfied. And uh, I think they're doing a phenomenal job. Um, but... Yeah, it was. It's one of those where 
I wanted to just kind of fill in the blanks because my God, there's some things I'm like, huh, why is that? Or is that who I think it is or this and this, you know? So like my mind started wondering and then I kind of went down little rabbit holes. Now my goal is to rewatch all of it. (laughs) I'm not going to get into books because there are fucking a bazillion books. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately that's where a lot of like the fandom star comes through is mainly from the novels, the novelizations, because yeah. they bring into a lot of history and a lot of things like that. And I'm like, that's a lot. I don't like Star Wars that much, <laughs> but I am kind of wanting to rewatch everything. Yeah. And just to feel a little bit like I have a little bit more of the piece of the pie. Because <laughs> I, 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 don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars. I think Star Wars is badass, but I'm not a Star Wars obsessive fan. I don't know I'm the names. Of, you're not one of those people that go, oh, may the 4th be with you on May 4th? No, I'm not. I'm not. Thank I mean, God, I, I like accept I, it. I feel like I have to block those people. Oh, Sometimes, I, like, I resist. I don't do it, but I feel like this is, like, after the 8th meme of it, I'll be like, I'm going to start blocking people. Dirty says it to me every year, and I accept it because, you know, I love dirty, dirty, and yeah, it's yeah. dirty, and Dirty loves fucking Star Wars. He is one of those who's obsessed with Star Wars. Yeah. He has a tattoo. Uh, his name, his dog's name was Boba, Boba Fett. Oh, word. And, I mean, he read a lot of the books. Like, he is a Star Wars fanatic. I saw... In fact, he's the one that kind of, like, intrigued me more about Star Wars because yep. we used to sit there and talk about that, and he would fill in a lot of these links. Oh, word. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, but... He's like yeah. your Star Wars mentor. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's... Uh. I'm his Padawan. <laughs> I saw today. I uh, thought it was actually pretty funny because I had heard. I like I say I haven't watched a whole lot of the Mandalorian. I've heard it's good. The first, the few episodes I've watched, I've liked. Um, but it was a picture of Christopher Nolan, and he's like, "Oh, we can't, you know, we can't redo the trilogy, and you know, play." It was like something akin to like we can't do the trilogy, you know, justice with the with the same history and intrigue new generations at the same mm-hmm. time. And then it just had a picture of John Favreau just saying, "Hold my beer." Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily correct. By it was something akin to that. Like, yeah. you know, we can't, you can't, we can't appease everybody that liked the old stuff and intrigue the new fans at the same time. And yeah, I well, was like, yes, we can. John did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he nailed it. But he also did that with, like, just the fact that he started the uh, <clears throat> Marvel universe. Yeah. I mean, when he first did Iron Man, first of all, nobody, nobody other than comic book people were like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And it just blew up from there. Yeah. It's all because of that man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he is really good, but I think it, I think he also did, didn't he do the Jungle Book? Didn't he yes. do one of the Jungle Books that came out? He did the, the one that came out on Netflix? Was that the one that he did? It came out on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, no, I think he did the one, I think he did the live action one for Disney. Okay, so he did the one that he was... He did the one with, like, Bill Murray and whatnot in it. Yeah, that's one yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah but, that there was, was, that was, but there was two of them that came out. One was done by Andy Serkis. I know. I think John Favreau did the big one. The one that... Actually, that's why I'm asking. Because two of them came out in the same year. Yeah, because I think one's like was Netflix, one, one called like Mowgli. Mowgli. Yeah, I think that one's Andy Serkis. Yeah, and, and, think, then, and that was I think great, the too. the Jungle Book was Bill, John Favreau. Or was... Uh, yeah, Bill. Was, yeah, John Favreau. Okay, that was pretty good. Yeah, I actually like John Favreau has been doing, been working for a long time. Oh yeah, and he's so he's had a chance to hone his craft. He's a really excellent director. He's a great writer. He's an actor too. He's an okay actor compared to his his strengths. I think are in his uh, his 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 writing and his his directing, and 
just prove it the Mandalorian that's the first yep. thing I can say he's writing and directing well he's not directing um, each episode but he's writing and creating and at least executive producing yep. everything this entire series and um, it's it's good and there's a handful of his other shits super good too yeah yeah. but he's he's a decent actor yeah, he's never really he done anything. He's not. Yeah. He's not going to win an award for acting. But he's he funny. Yeah, I, I, he's uh, he's he's humorous and he's uh, he's funny and he's he's kind of quirky to watch. But he's he, never done he, anything like his 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 role in Iron Man as like yeah. the, the sidekick kind of yeah happy as yep. the funny friend who's kind of a sidekick but not a sidekick. It's that's his, yeah that's where he lies. It's his chauffeur. Yeah. It's his it's his manager essentially. Yeah, it's his it's like. Not even managers, his chauffeur. And, but, I mean, you know, things like... Because uh, then he has Jarvis, which is like his uh, assistant. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I mean, you get, you know, watching him work in, like, Swingers. I haven't really watched Swingers. Swingers, because like, it was him and Vince that, that I think wrote it together. Yeah. But it's not that great. I, I haven't watched Swingers, but I, I always think of that and... um. Oh, why can't I think of that? Uh, like t- really bad things or something like that. Oh yeah, where he's supposed yeah. to get married to Cameron yeah. Diaz uh, and Christian very, Slater. Very and, bad things. Yeah, is that what it's called? Okay. I think it's called very bad it's things. Yeah, Christian Slater, Jeremy Piven, Jeremy Piven Daniel yep. Stern, and him, yep. and they got to try they, and hide they, the fact that yep, Jeremy they, Piven killed a hooker. Yep. Yeah, he was fucking her in the bathroom, high on coke, and uh, yeah, he like slammed her into a coat hook. Yep. Yep. And uh, I actually <laughs> funny little story. The first time ever watching that film, I, I think I was like 10 years old, maybe 13 years old. Yeah. And we were at a pizza place and that film was playing up on me. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a, a like a, a family, family Italian restaurant kind of thing. And, and that film was, that film was playing <laughs> on the TV. Okay. That was the first time I ever watched that. So I'm just sitting there eating my pizza watching this film. At like thirteen years old. Okay, so you don't you don't really watch much of Bob's Burgers, right? Not really. Okay, I mean, a, I've seen a handful. Okay, there's really. an episode where they they get the animatronic shark from a movie that was filmed in the town that Bob's Burgers takes place in. <laughs> Is it supposed to be like Jaws? It's, it's basically it's their version of Jaws okay. called the the Deepening. Was the name of the movie? <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. It uh, really has it, a pun to it. But there's a there's a joke coming for it. But that's a, in, in essence, the like Bob is trying is rewatching the movie, like just like trying to relive the fact that it was filmed there and everything. And he's like, he's is in the restaurant watching, and he's like, oh, there's topless car wash, topless <laughs> car wash. And he's like fast forwarding at one point. He's like, man, this movie's like ninety percent topless car wash. <laughs> yep. No, that's kind of when I was younger. I think my dad like looked up and was like. Hmm. <laughs> and then this went back to like, I don't think that should be playing here. Because <laughs> it was right at the time where Jeremy Piven's fucking the shit out of that Asian hooker. Yep. And she's tits are popping <laughs> out. And he just did a line of coke. And it was like, bam. It's like, yeah. He's like, I'm pretty sure that shouldn't be on here right now. <laughs> so that was the first time I was uh, privy to that. And then eventually I watched it uh, several years later. But the, the ending to that movie. Oh, had a total, was not expecting it. It was one of those kind of endings that you were like, "Huh, <laughs> okay." Because yeah, the, the the one guy is, is basically like a like almost a vegetable. It was uh, Stern. His... It was a uh, no. Daniel Stern or... died. It was the it, it was the he was they got brown hair and he looks like uh, Paul Simon a little bit, but I can't oh, remember. God, his name. it just fucking 
I had him too. But it's it's him who's basically kind of just almost in like a veget not a vegetative state, but he's he was in a wheelchair. Well, they're both in wheelchairs, but he's oh, like because John Farrow lost both his legs, and he's like he's the one talking to us. He's like come to daddy, but he's like he's in his wheelchair with no legs. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Daniel Stern at the end of that? I no, could have sworn it was, was like Daniel the second one to die. I could have sworn that he was. I think he dies in a fire. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Leland Orser and Bob Brownstein, maybe? Uh, or Joey Zimmerman? Yeah, I, uh, I don't recall. I, I just... Okay. Um, I kind of sworn it was a, um, Daniel, but... No, maybe not. No, yeah, Leland Orser is the guy that ends up in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair. Next. I just know that he's just like because I remember he's like basically moving around in the back, like hitting the the rock wall because he can't. He's like he's just kind of like driving mm-hmm. the thing, and then like say John Favreau has got no legs, and he's like, "Come to daddy." Yeah. And like the kids are just fucking acting like maniacs because Cameron Diaz is there just looking disheveled. <laughs> That's kind of her look. She was. Uh, she not a very good actress i i've never liked her i've never liked camera there's not a single like thing a, that i could say like that t- newt <laughs> I, I could honestly say there's not a single film that i would be like you know why i watched that because camera deism was in it yeah i didn't have the same reaction actually i mean there's there's films i i, I can accept her in and be okay with it mm-hmm. but um i don't like her never liked her yeah, it was it was definitely a fucking bit of a ride. Yeah, of a film. Well, yeah, especially Christian Slater just like left and right. Just well, especially when Cameron Diaz kills Christian Slater, and then just is like get your tux on. Nineteen ninety eight when that movie yep. came out. Yep, very bad things. Yeah, it was crazy. There is a basic the basic premise. No, not the basic premise, but like. The 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 way Cameron Diaz is in that movie, where like when she kills Christian Slater, is like, "This is my wedding. Get your tux on. Let's go." Mm-hmm. There's a newer movie out with Katherine Heigl and I can't. I, I know the name of the actor. Oh yeah, the guy from he was in like Hot Rod, and he was in the. Is that the one you're talking about? Or no, he was, in, he was in. He was like The Conjuring. Oh, uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. It's those two, like, they're married, and then, like, he has, like, an affair, but, like, she's not willing to let her... Yeah, yeah, no, that's the film I was talking about, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, You're right. I don't know what I was thinking of. What movie I was thinking of. I don't know what the hell you were thinking of. Um, 27 Dresses? I I have no idea. But, yeah, Patrick Patrick Wilson, he's a phenomenal actor, too. James Marsden? Yeah. No. Oh, Patrick, uh, Wilson? Patrick Wilson. Yeah, yeah, he's a good. I actor. like him. He's. I love him, and most of the stuff I've ever seen him in, I thought he's really good. I can't say he's a phenomenal actor. I've just, I think he's. I, I like him. Yeah. I like him, and he's never done anything that I thought he did a terrible job. Yeah, there might have been bad exactly. movies, but he wasn't bad. Yep. It's called uh, the the Sweet Hell. Yes. Oh, Home Sweet Hell. Yep. Yep. That's what it's called. Yep. Yeah. I I saw the uh, trailer for that a while ago. It came out like 2015. I remember it came out. That's why I said newer. I didn't know how old it was. Yeah, I, I remember when it came out, and I, I didn't didn't want to watch it, but I saw the trailer not that long ago. Actually, yeah. thinking, God, what was this one? That's like it seemed um, interesting. <laughs> needless to say, but I, um, yeah, I like Patrick Wilson. I, like you said, I think he's just one of those guys that 
I don't think I've ever seen anything that he's done yeah. that's like bad. Said, whether or not the movie was bad is a different story, but mm-hmm. like he's always kind of come out doing well. A couple first films I ever saw him in was um, Hard Candy. That one I know the with, movie. I haven't seen it yet. With uh, Ellen Page. Yeah, or I think Elliot. No, I think he yeah, came out as Elliot. The, I think he's whatever. Whatever the pronoun is now. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it's. I think you're right. Elliot Page. Now, uh, oh, speaking of that, Eddie Izzard. Did you hear oh, about that? No. What happened with Eddie Izzard? He's a woman now. Really? Yep. I mean, he's been a crossdresser for a long time. He's so officially I mean. staying that way. Oh, good he's for him. He's officially saying I'm a woman. Yeah, he's crossdressed for sure. Yeah. He is now being a woman. Good for him. So, um, I guess not shocking, but shocking at the same time. Does that make not shocking? Surprised. It was just like uh, a surprising. Where did that took, come out of? I mean, it come guess, from? Like we're all of a sudden that it just popped out of nowhere. I guess it, it's not as surprising just because you know the the way things are now. Like that's becoming more of an accepted thing. Yeah. So I well, it's surprised, but yeah, it's not yeah. surprised that he did it. Yeah, it's the fact that it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, I would almost say it's more surprising that it took this long. Yeah, like I, I think I feel like once like Caitlyn Jenner, uh, you think happened, everybody would be coming out of the woodworks. I, I would think more people would have taken the step forward. Yeah. Um but I mean, I'm also not in that position, so I don't proclaim to know how that's, hard it would be. Uh, I mean, that's that's a hundred percent true. I had this conversation with Kaylee this morning about she had mentioned that um, her nieces, like two of her nieces, is friends in school went butch and they're only like 10 years old mm-hmm. and i'm like i was having a, a hard time with the ideas like okay how was this decision made yeah. was it on their own was it influenced or was it kind of pushed or manipulated by parents because at 10 years old they don't know anything and yeah. so if it's an influence from what they see on social media then they don't understand the Sounds rights like to, that it means to have to make that decision. Yeah, and they're probably doing it off of a trend or they think that it's the thing to do. And I'm not okay with that because of what you just said. Yeah. There are people out there fighting to find their yeah. identity, struggling and fighting or worked so hard to be able to allow themselves or to ex- get other people to accept just the society itself mm-hmm. to get to this point where it's acceptable yeah. to be able to make their identity and find their identity and then be able to talk about it and express it and show it. And yet these little girls are going around making butch thinking it's making lighthearted out of it. And I just, I had a problem. I almost feel like that's insulting mm-hmm. to be able to go. But if it is a, cause I guarantee it's, it's a phase. I feel yeah. like it's a phase. And that's one of those things that like you, Especially for kids that young, I mean, you, you almost say do what feels right, mm-hmm. um, but do it because it feels right. Don't do it because someone else told you. Yeah, that's or, the or point because you try to stretch because of like I said, influence. That's yeah. why I'm saying like I kind of want to yeah, know yeah. who. But the other thing is, you know, like on an outside point, some pe- some way, some sense. I feel like there are people out there who just know that that kid isn't like the rest of his peers. Mm-hmm. You know, like I. I feel like when you know that between six to eight to ten personalities coming through, mm-hmm. and it's not even about like wanting to wear uh, girls' clothing yep. or cross dressing or playing with dolls as a kid, I actually don't even look at that as yeah. a signs because you never know. That could just be a phase or yep. that could be something that's permanent. You don't really know mm-hmm. at a young age, but to identify 
as yeah. that. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. To that, go out and say, hey, I am a cross-dresser, or I am gay, or I am trans, or I am binary, or whatever it is that they find and they discover, you don't know that at age, tell, uh, at age of 10. But there are some that you you have that feeling. You have an inkling. You know. Mm-hmm. They probably even know whatever it is. Yeah. But I just, I doubt <laughs> sure. that that's what these, and it, hearing this, it just bothered me. Yeah. Because I feel like you're just slapping everybody who's tried so hard and you're just mocking them, in my opinion, because it's probably some trend that you're seeing on TikTok. Right. That's the bullshit that I just, and that's yeah. the thing I hate about social media. I accept for whoever, I have a hard time with pronouns. I do too, but I think that's just, I'm not going to make light of it, but I can that to just be in the fact that I'm like in my late 30s and I just, I've grown up doing he or she. So it's, it's hard for me to break that. And I mean, I, I mean, I've known people that are tra- transitioning and it's, I still make the mistakes on occasion. Yep. Like I try to correct myself when I do it. I am a little cold hearted about it. I don't care. Like, just give me your fucking name. Yeah. I'm just going to call you by your name. I don't want to have to think that hard about every sure. single person. I've got more important things in my life that mean more to me That's valid. than to make you feel good about he, she, and the rest of the world. The rest of the world is not my priority. This is. If you want to simplify the situation, I'm going to call your name. I don't mean to be disrespectful, and I will not do it to insult you. It's just how complicated are you going to make my life to try to make you feel better. Yeah. Because right now, you are not making me feel good right. and complicating my life. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't care if you are or not uh, what you call yourself. I don't care. That's who you are. Be who you are. That's all that matters. Yeah. And in and, and reality, who cares what you're called? It's like when people are like, hey, what's your name? It's like, what's your name? It's like, do you like to be called Tim or Timothy? Right? I say, I don't care. You can call me Tim, Timothy, hey, you, whatever... Whatever gets my attention. Um, That's all that matters. Because essentially, I don't care. Because it's not what defines me. Coming from a guy who's had a name that no one knows how to spell. Right. Like, people say, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, I I don't care anymore. Like, Your name is Aaron? Yeah. I've I've gone through life long enough to where people have screwed up my name. I don't correct people anymore. Unless I really have to. Right. Like, I don't correct them. I don't, like... What was your name, Jim? (laughs) I like I say I've gotten some of the goofiest things. Like I, when I worked at Olive Garden, one girl was like, "Hey, Harold." I was like, <laughs> "Fucking excuse me, Harold." Uh, I was I was in my, I was in my early twenties. I think I was twenty when that happened, and I was like, Are you yeah. "Fucking shitting me." I but just, like I just yeah I, I don't care as far as my na- as far as my name goes. I, like, I don't give a shit. Like yeah. as long as I can understand that you're talking to me. Yeah, fuck. yeah, and and I mean that's kind of like and that. realistically, if you say my name wrong to other people and try to get me like in trouble for something. I have plausible deniability at that point. <laughs> and, and like I said, that's that's probably the one thing like I struggle with with the whole the, pro, the pronouns. I just mm-hmm. I don't really just I don't want to have to think or figure it out or correct myself. Yeah. I, but I I I'm not wanting I'm not doing it to be disrespectful. Sure. It's 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 a borderline. I don't care what your pronouns are. You are as long as you know what your pronouns are. As long as you know how you feel and that you can say, this is how I feel. You shouldn't care what anybody else yeah. thinks about you. But that's I, how I feel because I don't care what most other right. people think about and me because their and opinion doesn't change who I am right. and shouldn't change who I am. But as a bigger picture, 
Right. I do go, all right, I, I got I to gotta try. Right. If I fuck it up, I fuck it up here and as there. As long as people understand I don't do it maliciously. Like it's yes. just for the I'm fact the, that I yes. made a mistake. I mis- And like I say, I do try to correct myself when I notice that I've done it. Yep. And that is the fine line between me being cold and me also accepting. Yeah. I've already accepted you be- when you decide that that's who you are going to be. Unless you're doing it, right. like I said, because it's trendy or whatever. Because yeah. that, like I said, when I heard about that, that just... That pissed me off, and I have no reason to feel upset about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, not personally. Sure. I just like I, that's like a big slap in the face to people who try so hard, you know, to come out yeah. and actually find their identity. And then you're just going to go, well, I, I want to be Butch today because that's how I feel like it. Well, I don't even know what their version of Butch means either. They probably that's just cut their hair question, short, yeah. and that's probably what they feel, or they're wearing yeah. boy clothes because, uh, I don't know, my mom, she's a tomboy. Whatever happened to the term tomboy? That's not a thing anymore. I think that's what Butch has become. Like, being a tomboy is kind of being Butch, I think. Yeah, but it was, used to be called think, tomboy. I know. <laughs> well, but they don't like I, the then again, they a, probably don't like the fact they're being called yeah, boys. They, yeah. You're using the word boy, and I think, I don't know, probably somebody named Tom probably had a problem with it, too. <laughs> I, I mean, my mom this was like that. This day and age is one of those things. I don't know. Right? My mom was like that. She was. She could wear a dress. She could look pretty and stuff like that. She didn't do it very often unless she went to work when she was working in the office. But she's the kind of woman that goes works on the car and yep. has overalls and would go fossil hunting. And I mean, like, my she, mom she got dirty. Yeah, <laughs> she's my mom not a was, little priss. My mom had no fear of getting dirty. Like, yep. my mom, I never, don't think I've ever seen my mom wear, I think maybe I saw my mom wear a dress once for her wedding. I was going to say, please don't tell me not at her funeral. Because <laughs> that's. Well, no, we cremated her. That wouldn't be weird. Oh. <laughs> that that's just sad, Aram. That just brought the mood down. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm the one. No, I I was gonna say like she was one that I like, saw my mom wear a dress once. And that was at her funeral. Hmm. <laughs> dark, uh, Aram. Dark. That's it, I mean, Batman versus Superman. Dark. <laughs> uh, Both names are Martha. What was the joke I saw the other day? It was like an example of dark humor. Like, what did what did. Come on. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember the joke. I can't, I can't help you. <laughs> um, but no, like she, when we lived in Montana, she hunted all the time. Like she was constantly in camo, like out with a gun. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's how we fed the family. Like we lived five miles outside of town. We didn't make a lot of money. So yeah. like she poached. Like, that's good for her. Her and her boyfriend both like were poachers essentially. Yeah, I mean, and do what you got to do. I mean, there's plenty of pictures of her in camo fucking with a dead deer or a dead antelope next to her. Jeez. Just like... Dinner. For two weeks. Figure it out. <laughs> Dinner for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's... Oh, fucking... I don't know. I don't get too into, you know, as long as your lifestyle doesn't fuck with me, like, I don't care. Yeah. I, I know it sounds pretty selfish, but, like, uh... I just... I mean, I'm a grumpy old man. Yeah. Essentially, I just want to be left alone for the most part. Uh, let the world tear itself apart. I don't want to have anything to do with it. But it doesn't mean that I um, agree also with the way that the world's being torn apart. Oh, for sure. And I, I'm all about, I've always been, my philosophy in life has always been whatever makes you happy. Same with religion, uh, sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. I don't care. If you're right. a Christian, a Jew, uh, whatever it is, like, 
whatever your belief system, I don't care as long as it doesn't hurt me, hurt mine, hurt the world or whatever. And as long as you're happy with it. Yeah. That's all that matters. If you're not happy with it, then, well, we might, we can talk and maybe you can go find another course. You know, I've had those conversations. I I remember having a conversation with a, uh, somebody who grew up Catholic and they're like, I just don't believe in the way that the Catholic church, um, says this and this and this or, or whatever. And he's like, well, do you have faith in God? And he's like, yes. I said, I have, I have strong faith. And I was like, well, you ever thought about, you know, converting over to Christianity? And she's like, I've actually been inkling towards it. Yeah. Like, why don't you just give it a shot? Go to, go find a, a church, go find a, you know, some, some uh, youth group churches yeah. and stuff like that and go mingle, see this what is, happens. That's one of those things that like, I have a lot of trouble with, and I'm not religious. I don't believe in that shit. <laughs> I have a lot of trouble with organized religion. Yep. Um, I, I've, I'm all about faith. Oh, faith and spirituality, I think, are great. Yep. Not personally. I don't have um, Yeah. I, I think they're great for people that need them yep. and want them in their life. That's fine. 100% agree. Uh, but organized religion is, A, controlled by man. Yep. Um, it's so a business. it serves man's purpose. Yep. And it's a business. A lot of organized religion. Yeah, it's a business. A lot of organized religion run by men will serve man's purpose doesn't yep. serve god's purpose nope. necessarily something that i remember hearing about uh the the crusades uh something i heard about um a lot of the the misunderstood information about the crusades was they were out there saying in the name of the church not in the name of god interesting and they were telling and preaching their 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 um uh crusaders and stuff in the name of the church making them think but because the church is the closest to speak of God, yep. that's the way that they implement it. But I guess a lot of texts would not say in the name of God. Don't fight for the name of God. Fight for the name of the church. We speak for God. Hmm. I was like, when I learned about that long time ago, and uh, I think it was probably in like eighth grade when I when I was learning about that stuff, uh, yeah, made me really think about... <laughs> how things were and right. kind of what you just said actually and uh i never thought of it that way but that's essentially how i feel is yeah, yeah the churches are run by man and it's are the only same gonna thing that everyone says oh you gotta read the bible it's god's words yeah but it was written by man yep so man can change it that why do you think there are so many different versions of the bible that's why it's called his story right history yeah and what did you say you've said this before histories are written by winners yeah history is written by the winners yep Yep, and it's and everybody has two sides of something, so well, I have a hard, hard time accepting history and facts or people spit shit at me, yeah. because to me it's like, well, I, the facts aren't are really hard to go. That's factual. It may be factual from one perspective. Yep, but what about the other people? But because it was written down and taken from one person doesn't make it factual and that's when you're dealing with history it's really really tough to just accept yeah. everything and that's why history books as well consistently or, or school books consistently change mm-hmm. each year because there's more yeah. information that changes right i remember and you remember this in elementary school we learned about christopher columbus right yep. and we praised him as if he was the founder of america mm-hmm. bullshit yeah. First of all, Leif Erikson came over to North America a thousand years before. Anyway, centuries before him. Yeah. Yep, a thousand years before yeah. um, Christopher Columbus. 
Mm-hmm. That wasn't yours. That was the Vikings. They they trailed off from Greenland and flew over here in the northern. Uh, I can't remember the bay. Oh. Uh, but up there in, in, yeah, in yeah, northern yeah. in uh, northern Canada, Canada, mm-hmm. and some kind of harbor, or whatever bay, and uh, yeah, that wasn't yours. Technically, that's before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. And and there was Native Americans here. And well, and we didn't. It wasn't like we were they discovered America. No, America in and of itself was discovered more when we colonized. Yeah, that's technically. Not to mention, what did Christopher Columbus do? He came over here on a warpath. He came he, over here. He got lost. He, he was supposed lost. to be finding yeah. the West Indies. Accident. Yeah, he was supposed to go all the way on the other side of the world. Got fucked up, and that what kind of yeah. sailor this does is, that? Yeah, I was like, this is the guy we're supposed to put all this like all this Fucking worship towards, like somebody that got lost. And then he, what did he do when he came and set uh, upon shoulders, uh, shore, or the shores? I don't even remember exactly where he was. Uh, he murdered everybody. He pillaged. Yep. So here's the thing. Now, the Vikings were known to pillage and plunder. They didn't do that when they came over here. Okay. We, we, we don't have any any evidence, at least, that says that when Leif Erikson came over here that they did any of that. They just set up camp. Yeah. They created a small well, Probably because they knew they didn't understand what was going on over here. But yet, Christopher Columbus, who was a Spaniard, mm-hmm. came over here because of the queen... He was already going to get him himself. He was already hanging by a, a really tight leash from the queen. You accept my word as a Spaniard, <laughs> because if I'm cor- if I can remember correctly, this was his last chance. And if he didn't succeed in something, that sounds right. Then he was going to be imprisoned because of something that, he, that he did over there. I don't know the I, whole story, I, for him, I, but yeah, I think I remember hearing that that was like his last like yeah, his last bid. Yeah, this is like the last time, and I think it's because he botched a bunch of other things and spent a bunch of money and had nothing to show for it. He was not a good man. He was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, and yet he came over here and, and killed and created genocide. So how are we supposed to praise that kind of shit? Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I remember learning that in elementary school. You ask my mother, one of the biggest things I... I I used to get in trouble a lot in elementary school. Elementary, especially, I was a little problem child in elementary school because my parents were very cultural people and very open-minded people. My mother's a paleontologist and anthropologist and an archaeologist. Like she studies remains of dead things and cultures. Mm -hmm. She's huge into Native American uh, culture, especially in in the Egyptian side. So, like, I grew up in a house with that. And then my stepfather was big into North mythology and the mythology of stuff. But he was also big into history as well. He knew mm-hmm. his history. And um, they taught me not to take things face value. Right. So when I learned these things at my home, in my own home, I should say, I took that with me to school. And then they tried to hallmark it up in school. And I voiced my opinion very strongly mm-hmm. as I... As you know me, as I do. Yeah. <laughs> I did that even when I was in elementary. So I used to get in trouble a lot for opening up my mouth because I would argue with the teachers. And my mother will tell you a story that she got called into the school and Mr. Velardi, I still remember his fucking name. He was a big old Native American guy. He was like 6'4", probably <laughs> like 250. He was a big old barrel chested guy. Looked like the chief from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, actually, you know, he had long hair, he had glasses, uh, and he was a Native American. Like, it was full blood. I can't remember what, what, you know, which 
clan or whatever tribe. Yeah. But, uh, his name was Mr. Velati and he was legit. He said, I, I got detention and I got in trouble, but he used to bring my mom in and have Mm -hmm. conversation with my mom. But my mother, uh, Oh, she almost had rounds with one of my school (laughs) teachers because, um, she tried to tell me I was wrong and I was, uh, something like, I I don't know. I was out of line for sure. And I got my ass whipped for, for that. But (laughs) she's like, um, I don't know. I, I got, I called my teacher out. I said, no, you're wrong. (laughs) And, uh, apparently she didn't like that. And I got my ass in trouble. I never really, I've never been one to like get up and like voice my opinions, but I I got in trouble. I didn't want to get in trouble because it was this was college when it happened. But <laughs> uh, so it wasn't like she could send me to detention. Like, Fuck you! I'm gonna go buy a beer. <laughs> right. Um, but I I remember I was in. So it was at, at the tech college. So I was going through culinary arts, and we had to take a working with people course or like <laughs> human relations. That's what it was called. Oh, <laughs> working that's, with people. <laughs> That's essentially what it was. Like, yeah. you just, this is, it was a class designed to basically say, this is how you're not an asshole. And like, when you go to work, it's essentially bedside manner. Yeah. For like, cooks. It, but <laughs> it was like, it was this really extended, like, bloated course where, like, they had to teach you, like, how to react or how to interact with people and stuff like that. And, like, it's like, well, let's do, like, an experiment. Like, she's like, I'm, we're going to give you this article to read about this, you know, culture. And then we'll, you know, read about uh, things. And I, because my mind works in weird ways. I have a tendency to like take words and say them and spell them backwards, like at random, for myself. I, I don't know why. It's just some weird thing I do. Like like where you like will say two sentences, but sometimes you'll like take the first letter of the second sentence, put in the first letter. And, no, like and if I saw it, like the word turtle, like I'd I'd say Eltrot or oh, whatever. So dyslexic. Like, it, and it's, it's not it's, a type it's, of dyslexic. It's, it's not it's even like it doesn't interfere or... with my my reading. It's just something I do, and it's something I've developed later, like later on in life, like after I got out of high school. Uh, but anyway, so we're reading this article, and it's like this culture is called the the Nasarima, and I immediately go, "That's just American backwards." And and like I'm like I told, like she starts asking the question because I read the article. It's like this is American backwards. Why the fuck are we doing this? And it was like telling things that like it was talking about flossing and shit like that, but, but like was saying it in such a way to make it sound like it was this ancient culture that did really weird shit. Um, and she so she starts asking questions like this is about Americans. She's like, well, you already you, know, you already knew about this, or you already. I was like, no, I'm like, I'm not a fucking moron. Like, <laughs> like, but I didn't say that. But she was like, you already knew this. So she just like pushed me off to the side. I was like, oh, all right, well, I guess yeah. we're just not gonna listen to this bitch anymore. And I failed that class. And my dad even says to this day, he's like, you just don't really tolerate bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you realize it was bullshit and just wrote it off. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of my, my, you you write it off. Yeah. I don't fight it. I just go, you know what? You're right. And I go about my business. I'm, I'm, I'm the more aggressive one. You're, you're just a, whatever. (laughs) I'm like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Fuck that noise. I found this great (laughs) me, uh, this great picture, not a picture, whatever, but it was like a thing of an interview with Keanu Reeves is like, I just don't get in arguments with people anymore. He's like, even if someone says one plus one equals five, you know what? You're right. Have a good day. Well, and that's the approach I kind of take to a lot of stuff. There's a reason why he's considered one of the nicest human beings on the face of the planet. He just realizes it's not worth it. Yeah. 
And, and that's and really, I was like, I don't feel the need to call bullshit on a lot of things. Like, I may know it's bullshit, but eh, whatever. See, and this is where I, 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 I change things a little bit. Uh, for me, I can't just write that off yeah. if I'm having to live it or deal with it. That's, that's the bad. difference. That's the only difference. If that's I still have to be point. in this bullshit, I ain't going to play that game. No, fuck that noise. We're going to change it because I'm having to be it. But if I don't have to deal with it, oh, I don't give a fuck. Unless it's going to, like, if I can better somebody in yeah. some way, yeah, I might voice it. But essentially, if if you want things to, to change, then change it. But yeah. if you don't want things to change, as long as I don't have to be a part of it. That's the same. That's what I've said. Everybody talks to me these days. I'm like, oh, I hope, you know, Trump does this or so-and-so does that. Or I was like, as long as it doesn't affect me, I don't care. Leave me right. alone. As long like, as it doesn't make shit worse. As long but, as I get paid and I can make my rent, I can make my whatever payments I need to make, and I can live my life, leave me alone. Right. Yeah, there's, I mean, I, I agree. My, my philosophy mainly, it comes down to the way that I was raised to survive, and I only had me to think about, and I had to think about what makes me just stay afloat. There's rapidly That's coming, all I care about is staying afloat. I've had this thought for the past year or two, and there's rapidly coming the point where I'm going to have to get involved in, like, local politics education politics stuff, because yeah. cause oh. of Liam, and, like, oh, yeah. I'm going to start paying attention to, like, what they're saying can be done because, like, He's got to deal with this stuff, and it's like, and now he's, he's already like, especially with his autism, like he's already got stuff. It's already more challenging him, than like he it, needs to be. Like, yeah, and it's kind so, of going against him. Yeah, so I mean, he's already, you know, he's already behind the eight ball in that respect. And I, so I mean, I'm, I'm gonna have to start paying attention to this stuff more and dealing with it. And I, I don't relish that idea because mm-hmm. that means I'm gonna have to start interacting with some of these people. But <laughs> well, just like, just think about it. you're gonna have to go and talk to his teachers, mm-hmm. and when they go. Well, Liam is falling behind, or Liam is not getting this, or he's below average in class, or whatever it is. You have to make the decision in your head to go, is this something I should be taking care of, or is this something I should be, you know, Is this my problem, or is this your problem? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely becomes that. I mean, we just got his, his his first report card from kindergarten. He's... He's actually not like his his teacher basically said that like a lot of the kids are where he's at. And a lot of them said like, you know, he's getting two expectations. Well, not, that's good. not meeting them. And yeah. Because that means progress. Yeah. Essentially oh, excuse me. Essentially that just means that he's not plateauing and he's not taking two steps back or anything. He's keeping pace. He's keep, yeah, he's keeping pace with a lot of the kids. He's he's excelling in certain things that aren't surprising. Like he excels in like art, music, and phys ed, which are all things that he digs. Well, that's good. That means he he has a passion for it. He likes it. Yeah, interest. He likes he he gets he gets into that shit, and like I think that falls into like all the video games he plays. Like he's got he's got that mind for it. Mm -hmm. But like, so I mean, I can't complain so far. He seems like he's doing well. But I'm waiting for the day where I'm gonna have to see that like, oh, they want to do this in school. They want to ban this. But like, okay, hold up a minute. (laughs) Yeah, I I am right there with you. I. I had a conversation kind of with my mother, and then I was having a conversation with um, Kaylee about this. Two separate times, mm-hmm. drastically, but it's just kind of those things I think about. And I was realizing the other day I had a conversation with Kaylee about it, saying, we're going to have to let Wesley go outside on his own at some point. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I can deal with that. And I was like, but I can't hold, I can't lock him in the house and I can't be there with him all the time because look what happened to me. <laughs> like yeah. I rebelled the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. I, it did not work when you restrained me and he doesn't like being restrained. So I know it's going to be, 
fucking probably even worse. And yep. I don't want him to do that. But I'm like, I don't want him to go out in the real world. It, there's shit out there that he's just not prepared for. <laughs> it, and, no, and a lot of it, it, more of it is probably the, the shit out there that you're not prepared for. Well, and, and really, yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where like, I, I understand, especially now, like my parents, but things aren't as good as they were back then. Nope. I could run around the neighborhood without my parents worrying about being yeah. kidnapped, being shot, being whatever. And I've lived in some rough fucking neighborhoods. Yeah. In fact, when I was really, really, really young, like I think four years old, we lived in a drug lord's territory in Waterloo when we were living in a motel. Yeah. There was drive-by shootings all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, So even then... Yeah. I was still playing outside. Obviously, I wasn't playing like far away or outside my neighborhood, but I was outside yeah. in our little community, our little motel yeah. community, playing. Yeah, uh, without any concern. And I was yeah. in the '90s. Actually, right. it was probably in the '80s, but '90 whatever. I, you, you, for whatever reason, I know we've had this conversation before. Whatever reason is, you don't have that kind of shit. You don't walk around yeah. neighborhoods going, "Hey, there's kids playing in their yard anymore." You don't see that shit as much. As yeah. it was when we were kids. Why? Because it's become too easy to know that that kind of shit is out there. There's a there's a um, like a sense of paranoia. Or there, there's about a, something to be said about the saying "ignorance is bliss." Mm-hmm. Because while this stuff wasn't, it was happening. It was happening, but you didn't have to know about it, so you didn't have to worry that like is my child the next one. And, and social media really has an issue. Right. It, it comes down to the media because social media is now allowing you to be in everybody's business. Yeah, it's the spread of information. The spread of information is too fast. And it's not accurate. Right. It's very one it, way. I think Joe DeRosa is a comedian. He, he has one great bit where he talks about, he's like, can we just stop and say that not everyone on the internet deserves a voice? Yeah, yep. Um, and I think that's the truest thing because he's like, he, some of the inane shit that people say but like people take it seriously. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. And those, they're not everybody deserves a voice. No, but even those who have a voice, who deserve a voice, don't always know how to use it. Right. And that's the other issue is mm-hmm. how are just because you have good ideas, good facts, good whatever. Um, how how well are you? How charismatic are you? Yeah. Let's let's roll that d twenty and see. Right. How well you do. For sure. No advantage. Right. <laughs> like, that's one thing, like, people talk about uh, Obama. Obama, most politicians in general, but Obama is one of them that sticks to me very well because he is one charismatic motherfucker. Yeah. Well, he had to be. Yeah, he definitely had to be. But he could talk about what's on the back of a cereal box, and you will listen and be very intent to that mm-hmm. man because how he talks the way he directs yep. things uh he he makes it seem like he he's serious about what it is it's important and he's gonna let you know that it's important yeah <laughs> that's how he directs it but other po- politicians and stuff like that they are charismatic they don't always have that mm-hmm. Tr- trump is one of them for my opinion but yeah i mean even biden i don't think biden's that great of a person standing on a podium but yeah. it's just it, it all depends on how you've use your voice and i don't think a lot of people that's why i fucking hate this i hate the idea of influencers i hate that term influence oh i'm an influencer 
Well, what are you influencing? I like that people think that that's a job now. It is a job. People are getting paid millions of fucking dollars. Now, don't get me wrong. I follow a handful of these influencers on YouTube, like Peter McKinnon, and I list up a handful of them. I follow these fuckers. I'm consistently watching their videos and seeing what they have to say and this and this and this. That's their job. That's all he does is brand himself and anything else he wants to do, and he's making millions. The dude's worth like five million dollars. He has five million subscribers. Peter McKinnon. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't hate Peter McKinnon. I'm a big fan, but he has five million subscribers. There are Hollywood celebrities out there who are in films, who are big, mm. blown up on TV, who don't even have that kind of <laughs> following system and aren't even making the kind of money that he's making on a on a weekly basis. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like that is the kind of shit that just baffles me. Yeah. Is influencing is a thing now. I think that there are some things that are, are good about influencers, and then I think that I just don't like the term influencer. I just hate that fucking term. You know, I'm an influencer. Yeah, most cult what leaders you, are influencers. Right? Jim Jones. Adolf Hitler was an influencer. Yeah, one of the best. <laughs> Entire country fell to yeah. his knees. There's a, there's definitely a, I think there's a better term for it. I, yeah, a creator. Yeah, that's what I like. The, uh, I'm a Tyler creator. The creator, sorry, um, eccentric, weird fucking guy. Yeah, he's a very strange guy. Dark writer, excellent. We were dread like, playing some of his stuff for me at yeah. one point. He's he's something unique. Yeah, I don't necessarily like him, but I don't hate him. I respect him. Yeah, I have an appreciation or not appreciate. I have a respect for him because he is unique. Well, you can not like something but have an appreciation yeah. for it. I, I just I yeah I don't know. There's something about him that really intriguing. Yeah, um, I agree with that definitely unique writer very dark um, though but yeah i definitely don't like in i guess yeah influencer just to me that, it sounds silly yeah it sounds like you're trying to be a life coach to everybody yeah i never i life coaches are another thing i don't fucking get but leave that to tony robbins yeah. I was, yeah i mean i shouldn't say that i don't get life coaches but i mean i get i don't get that everyone thinks they can be a life coach yeah um i don't know think that really more falls under therapy like be a therapist i agree with you because i've consistently thought you know like i have my own values my own opinions and my own things um i'm consistently love coaching Devin, or it was (laughs) but certain people need it right but essentially i'm not holding them to an expectation Mm -hmm. About, hey, you need to listen to me. It's more of like, you should have listened to me. Right. (laughs) I think that if you were going to say, if you're going to do something like life coach, you should be a licensed therapist. Yeah. I think, I don't think you should be able to just be like, oh, I'm a life coach. Well, why is that? Well, because my life went right. Good for you. Right. Like, what the fuck does that matter? I will take the people who have spent more time in prison and uh, reinvented themselves and came out as a life coach than I would somebody who went to fucking Harvard with a degree in therapy and stuff because there is if real they have life a degree from Harvard in therapy they should be a therapist they, they should be a, a therapist coach. yeah something went <laughs> off the rails on them but you know what I you know yeah. what I mean like there's somebody who's educated well educated mm-hmm. and then there's ones who are 
street educated, you know, book smarts versus yep. what it was intelligence versus wisdom. Or if you're going to be a life coach, you should be a team because one should have the, the book knowledge. One should have the actual life knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. That would be the perfect absolutely. way to make that work. It should be a life team. Cause then you have a balance and they have a, a overall rounding yourself yeah. out to understanding, Hey, I, this is what happened to me. I understand yeah. this. Knowledge I understand versus this, implementation. but you can sit there and break everything down and go, yeah. this is what's happening. Yeah. This is why it's happening. This is what you're going through all this. Yeah, I agree. That's yeah. a duo That team. would be the, actually the best way to do it because you have knowledge versus implementation. Yes. Yes. I'm not sitting here and trying, because otherwise, yeah, it's like you said, it's cult leaders shit. It's, it's what well, they that do. That way you have both sides of the coin. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's what all I'm about. Cause I am definitely one that I, I like giving advice and I like to say what I have to say. And uh, to be honest, I mean, I feel like, it's because of life experience and what I see. I'm just good at kind of like, I feel like I'm, I'm good at understanding things yep. and I'm very empathetic and I have, uh, for the most part, a very decent amount of ideas in my head to suggest or advice, but I'm not telling people like, yeah. this is it. No, it, no, no. everybody's the, different. It's the difference between dumping all the pieces on the ground and then having like the tools dumped with them Versus having everything laid out for you. Yeah, it's the with difference. It's the difference between buying IKEA and then buying IKEA with instructions. Right. <laughs> because you ever try to put an IKEA bookshelf together? I've heard it's been challenging, even with instructions. And then you have that little to tool. Be the running joke. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, it's, but yeah, I mean, yeah, life coaches, influencers. I don't buy much into those as careers i guess i mean i don't get me wrong there are like tony robbins is a perfect example uh, peter mckinnon perfect example there are some that can excel at it oh yeah because they're they're geared for it yep not everyone that thinks they can do it nope. are geared for it. that's like me and man. that's the problem like but with youtube and everything everyone has the option to do it and then unluckily some people fucking listen to these people right and and then here's the here's the thing here's the issue I have with a lot of stuff being a creative being an influence but whatever it is you want to call yourself I have the hard time with the, it's so saturated yeah there's a you're one out of a million people doing the mm -hmm. exact same thing with a different style yeah then why would I want to be a part why do I want to fall in with the group. And I keep hearing is like, well, you do it is someone might like the way that you do it. I'm like, that's fine, but I'm not. Yes, I'm a unique flower in a field of flowers. I'm just an offset color. Remember, you're unique, just like everyone else. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's like so. Where's where does it make a difference? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I may make a small difference. I understand it's very important, but is it? Can you really justify? Making yourself feel that important. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Because you're not. Because you're one out of a million people doing the exact same thing. Yeah. They're all important, just like you. You're not any better. Right. And, and, and I, there used to be a sense of like feeling accomplished. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that's a thing anymore. I feel like you don't get this, this uh, the development of uh, growing up going, I need to feel like I can accomplish things. Yeah. Because when you see that everybody else out in the world's doing what you want to do and they're accomplishing it and you can't, that's just one more thing to put you down yeah. in a world or in a society that says, well, they can do it. Why can't I do it? Right. You know what I mean? 
you're telling people you can do it too. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently, all your time will come. When? When I die? Right. I, I There's mean... There's a... The, the I listen to the Dave Chang show sometimes, and he had that. Oh, I've yeah, told yep, you to listen yep. to it. The Jerry Salt, uh, when he talks to him, he talks to Jerry Salt. Well, yeah, he's Saltz. on he's on Netflix right now. Dave Jerry Chang? Salt, no, oh, Jerry, Jerry Salt. He has a Netflix special or something like that. Oh, interesting. I'll have to yep. take a look at that. I think it's on, I think it was on Netflix um, today. But he basically says that he's like, you know, because he's he's talking because he's an art critic, and he's like, I don't care about the style or that. I want to see what your voice is. And he's like. All you have to do is do what you love, mm-hmm. and it'll work out. And if it doesn't work out, then you gotta go fucking figure it out. Yeah. Like if if what you're doing isn't working, then you need to fix it. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the simple part of it. Like if it's working and it and it if it's what you love and it's working, don't fucking fu- don't fuck with it. But if it's not working, you need to fix it. But then it comes down to like, but if you're doing it and you love it, then. If it's not working, then it doesn't mean you have to stop doing what you're loving either. Right. And I you think you just that's have the, to adjust. Yeah, you have to adjust, and that's where I think that's the struggle with a lot of people is they either think that they're going to make it or not, and that's because of the society that we're telling people. When it doesn't work out, they just drop everything. Right. And go, I guess I'll do a new thing now. Here's the biggest mistake as a society, as human beings, that we've told our children, and this goes generations and generations and generations, like. You can be anything you want to be. You just have to work, or if you work hard enough, or you just got to believe, or whatever. That is a crock of shit for several it's reasons. The, it's the same the last couple of generations we told, just go to college. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you get a four-year degree. Bullshit. Well, yeah. What's that four-year degree going to do? Yeah. I know yeah, we've talked about this, I think, last couple episodes or even our last podcast uh, yeah. that we did was uh, we know several people who have college degrees that are working in the fucking kitchen. And their degree in nothing that they, they went to school yeah, for. I, I knew another Four-year engineer degree. They're a fucking pizza delivery guy. C- civil engineer, criminal criminal justice, like all four-year degrees, they're running kitchens. Yeah. So four-year degree doesn't mean shit. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest lies told to the, like, the I think, my generation or our generation and the generation before. Go to go college. Go to college. Get a four-year degree. You know, get, get your bachelor's degree. That's all you need. And then you'll have a job. Which is no. a lie. Because you know what? Then everyone has a bachelor's degree, and then nobody wants any of them. Well, and the other thing that they don't tell you, though, is you have to stand out among the fishes. Exactly. That's what well, we- then that doesn't really work with what you're saying, because how can I stand out when everybody else is trying to stand out? Essentially, it doesn't yeah. work. When you wanna, if you want to do the math, if you want to do the, just the, the, the analysis of that, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work. It's just a bunch of bullshit yeah it's a bunch of people that put themselves into into hawk over you know a four-year degree that they have no use for yeah i mean don't get me wrong i'm glad i went back to school i'm glad i went to school the first time because i have experiences and i am a guy who thrives off of experiences which is why i have so many hobbies and i just want to get my hands Mm -hmm. in so many things is because i just want to experience it and if i could find that one thing that just fucking clicks and that i could make a living off of or do something then yeah thank you but I haven't reached that point. I don't know what my skills. I don't know how to apply my skills to anything because my skills aren't really I, those kind I've of things. I've numerous that you can times do. talked about getting out of cooking, and people are like, "Why don't you?" I was like, "Because I don't have any discernible skill. 
to to go into the workforce and be like, I can do this. Right. Other than the fact that I've run some kitchens and like I can kind of manage people, I have no other discernible skills that apply to office work or anything else that I might, other than doing factory work, which if I'm going to break my fucking body, I might as well just stay in the kitchen right. where I know what I'm doing as opposed to, you know, working in a factory. Where having I, to learn. Yeah, where I, yeah, yeah, at 36, yep. having to learn a brand new fucking profession. Yep. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. That's exactly kind of the struggle is I just feel like I'm, I'm trapped. You know, I, it, I, I've made lateral moves, and that's fine. But, I mean, I can't go backwards. No. And, and when you take those chances, even yeah. taking a chance essentially it's you going backwards mm-hmm. because you have to kind of start fresh. Cause you make concessions yeah. when you do stuff like that. Like you say, I, I'll take less money or I'll not take benefits or I'll do something here that won't be as good as what I was doing. Right. Like, and then, and then you have to determine what, what, what value you're going to have and what mm-hmm. do you, you are going to give up this kind of thing or are you going to adjust or work around and then how much yep. other sacrifices or how much other work or whatever it is. Yeah. And and it's yeah I I hundred percent agree with you, and that's why I just I feel like I'm in some weird fucking limbo, circling you. with these sharks, <laughs> waiting to bite me, and I just don't know. And there's many times where I I mean even now kind of I just feel like I'm stuck in mud spinning my wheels like I'm not yeah. going anywhere I'm just splattering shit. Yep. Uh-huh. Like, I like that one better. That's exactly. I'm hoping eventually I'll find some purchase and move some forward. Kind of traction. Like, yep. That's exactly. That's a great because that's exactly how it, how it feels. It feels like you're just sitting there spinning your wheels in mud until you can hoping you can find some traction. Yeah. And I honestly feel like a job that I would be really good at. I don't think it exists, and I don't think I can just create this kind of job because well, a business isn't my strong suit. Mm. But what it is is I think I would be a great kitchen consultant, meaning yeah. I can go into a kitchen, spend a little bit of time, give me three to four months, and I could probably assess and try to fix the kitchen that needs to run more smoothly and efficiently and all that you stuff. You would have to work for like a, a company that does stuff nationally. like And you'd also yeah. have to travel a lot, which I don't think you would mind, but... It would also take you away from family at this point, which yeah, is probably the biggest issue. To to a point, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah. there'd be some. You'd part. like the idea of travel. You wouldn't like the idea of like being away from family. That yeah, much. that's uh, and that's really what would. Because I mean, I could see a company like like Compass, who I work for now, mm-hmm. would have something like that. Yeah, because like, essentially, what I would do is I would go into each company. I would give them about a six month period mm-hmm. where I would go into that place. The first month, I learned the ins and outs, their menu, their food, their whatever. Yeah. And then the rest of that time, I sit there and I go, this is the most efficient way. Is yeah. this what this? Is this what this? This is what your rules. This is what probably you should be doing. And it's because for whatever reason, I have a very excellent, comfortable spot and knack for analysis, mm-hmm. <laughs> for analyzing and rational thinking yeah. and organization and efficiency. Like those are my skill sets, but those don't fit anywhere (laughs) at least not in one spot not in one spot so how do i do that because i don't have a degree in anything that i can really apply to that and i don't know how i can just go around going to kitchens going you have problems let me diagnose it and fix it let me back there and let me see what you're doing wrong right because i'm a good for the most part i'm pretty good at problem solving but it's also not just me it's also i'm i'm just i understand 
the how that basis and the fundamentals of how that should work. Yeah. And I, for the most part, I'm really good at diagnosing mm-hmm. and once again, analyzing and rationalizing. That's not hard. To me, it's not hard to do. It just comes kind of natural, but it's fixing those problems. And that's always the hard part is it comes down to management mm-hmm. and then it comes down to leadership. If you have a management that says, hey, I want these things fixed, first thing I'm going to do is what are you doing to fix it? Yeah. What do you want to see changed and how are you trying to change it? Because it always comes down from the top, always, no matter what it is. It has nothing to do with the kitchen manager mm-hmm. unless they're just not doing their job. And if right. they're not doing their job, then why are they still working there? Yeah. Because that's on you. It's always the higher up. Yep. And then it goes, well, then this is what you're trying to do this is what you want to establish and then you got to balance it out going is this right what's your image what it's just all that stuff yeah. I'm, whatever it is I really I almost uh, I, and I say I'm comfortable and I have a knack it's almost like I enjoy those things yeah I really they don't. play to your strengths but yeah they play to my strengths and how do I get that I would that would be a perfect job for me for my skills yeah. would I enjoy it fuck no yeah. it's stressful as shit because essentially I'm having to be a manager for a little while and yep. fix everybody's problems. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. it's a skill set I have. How do I apply that? I have yeah. no fucking idea. That's I yeah, can't. that's the unfortunate part. Like the the work we do is not a young man or not an old man's game. Like it's and we're getting up there. Yeah, getting. I'm already there. Like I I was carrying something the other day. Like I had like a, a, a little pan of silverware and I dropped something. And I was like, I looked at it, and I had to literally, for like a second and a half, I had to contemplate whether or not I wanted to bend down to pick it up. <laughs> and unfortunately, it was my keys, so I had to bend down. <laughs> so I squatted down and grabbed the keys, and then as I stood back up, I thought my knees were going to fucking pop. <laughs> I thought maybe you were going to kick it. <laughs> I was just like, I, boy, if I didn't, <laughs> I needed the fob to get out of the room because oh, yeah. I was in memory care. And I was like, I looked at it, and like the one of the nurses was like, do you need help? And I was like, and I was like, and she watched me kind of squat down and it took me a second to get back up. She's like, here. And she just like punched in the code to get out. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, I agree with you, man. I've also come to realize the older I get, the less, essentially it's less responsibility I want to take on because. Uh, less responsibility I want to take on for other people's shit. Like, yeah. If I the, had the, control. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Like if it was mine. Like, that, entirely different. different. Yeah. Yep. That's why like I've, I've talked about this with Kaylee several times. Like, I wish we could own our own coffee shop. For business standpoint, I have no idea what to fucking do. Mm-hmm. Don't know anything about figures and numbers and all that businessy stuff. Yeah. But what I can do is manage a goddamn building. I yeah. can manage and set and they think that it's ours. We set it and create the culture the way that we want. You figure out how to do that. We can add a kitchen. I'll come fucking run the kitchen right? for you. I like that is what I think would be great, but it's because it's, it's mine. There's there's something about me, I, I, not just me. I, in general, I think it's human nature. When it's yours, mm-hmm. you take a lot more pride in it. You'll bust your ass a lot harder. It, it, it has to do with because it's yours and you know it's yours. Two, I feel like a handful of people, I guess. I can't say human nature. There are several people that prove that wrong. Right out there, mm. it's yours, and you don't give two fucks about it. Right. Uh, but for me, it's it, when it's mine, when it's something that's mine, and I own it, and I have it, and I'm responsible for it, and all this. Like, I fuel off that. 
Mm-hmm. So when I have control, you should listen to the song Nine to Fiver's Anthem by Aesop Rock. You'd probably yeah. dig it. When I have that kind of control, man, it's, yeah, I feed off of that. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I made those decisions. I made those things and whatever. And yeah, yeah. it's kind of a control freak kind of thing. But I think it also, for me, it comes down to a sense of, like a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm that comes with that, that the sense of pride and yeah. feeling gratified uh, some gratification I, knowing that i accomplished we, this we've talked about i mean writing and stuff like that wanting to be published. like just to be able to say even if we got one thing published that means I we put that. one thing into the world uh-huh. and that's all that matters because it may have re- it may reach one person it may reach a million but it may mm-hmm. all that matters is it reaches one person and it makes any sort of difference anything else is to, uh, icing on the cake because yep. we mattered yep like it's it's leaving a legacy yeah to some degree I don't necessarily need to be famous no um, but I wouldn't mind I guess in a sense that would be yeah putting my stamp on the world in some way what's it I think uh, Adam Sandler in Spanglish he's topping like something he's talking about Michelin stars he's like I don't need three stars but one's not good enough I mean, maybe one and a half he's like he's just kind of talking to himself about like what to rate like what his restaurant rating would be and like what he'd be comfortable with and he's like mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be he like talks about being three being way too many he's yeah. like he's like that's just too much pressure yeah i yeah and i think that's just it. like there's a, a certain amount of level of expectation that people hold mm-hmm. and and you have to define that level of expectation mm-hmm. because you have to keep it consistent yep and and at least in like most things you have to keep it consistent there are certain things that you can kind of evolve and and change and things like that but nobody likes change (laughs) jerry jerry salt actually again in this interview that he did with david chang like he talks about like you have to know what you're like decide who you're comfortable enough like doing this for like he talks about he refers to it as dancing in public are you comfortable you know, or dancing in general, like, are you comfortable dancing in front of 20 people? Maybe it's 50 people. You know, we, you know, he's referencing him and David Chang. He's like, we had to dance in public. We wanted everyone to see us. But mm-hmm. if you're comfortable dancing in front of 20, 30 people, that's perfectly fine if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what you got to decide what you want. Like, decide your audience. Yeah. Decide how big you want to be. But even to touch on that, I mean, that's, I like that. But let's say that you had to dance for your wedding you're not dancing for you let's say you decide you're not comfortable with dancing you never even danced he was before. referencing like in general like what you're doing for your life like life's work I know that, yeah. that's where I'm getting it yeah. but if you're doing it for something or someone that you love and care about more than just yourself mm. yeah that's fine. that takes that comfortability into a whole other level meaning Pretty much just you and her. You'll dance your fucking ass off. That's valid. Yeah. You know, you may hate dancing, but you'll do it because that thing matters more to you yep. than what you're actually doing. And that right there defines a lot of where you're going in life. What else you can do? Like you're saying, comfortable. That's fine. Set that expectation. But it's times like that where that expectation can be consistent. Mm-hmm. If you love it that much, yep. you can have that expectation. Nothing else matters. Right. But Well I wish I wrap her up, huh? Yeah. I say we've, uh we've been riffing for a while. We have. I mean it's, it feels good though. It feels yeah. good to have conversation. I don't 
talk a lot like this anymore. I don't really talk like this much. Mainly you. Well, we'll set a schedule up so that way we can actually do this more often. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, this is this is episode thirty. Just riffing. And, yeah. And uh, this is the final episode of the of the year, the season. So we're uh, we're gonna try to start new and fresh next year, yep. season two. Love. Kind of a new possibly format. a new new format. Kind of a new new direction, maybe. Yeah. Um, we're gonna try to. We're gonna do some. We're gonna experiment a little bit. It, it may be a little little rough of a transition, but the idea is well, we have an idea, we have a direction. We just need to kind of refine it. Yeah, for sure. And point what we're going to do. At this point, we might as well just wing it with what we're going to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> throw, throw some spaghetti at the wall? No. So, you ever do but, that? Throw spaghetti at the wall? No, because I don't want to have to clean up. Oh, it's so fun. I used to do that when I was a kid. Like, oh. they used to let me just. Did you have to clean it up? This is one noodle. And it just fucking fell. Like, you just pick it back up. But Sometimes I threw you? it back in the pot. <laughs> you, they weren't watching. No, I guess I've never... I don't know if I've ever done that. I guess that's I've never saw how you knew, That's how you knew it was done. Like, if it stuck to the wall, it's done. I taste it because... Well, yeah, but when you're a child, you don't think to fucking taste it. You don't know. I did. Yeah, I did. My mom had taught me how to cook when I was... I was making macaroni and cheese when I was six. Yeah. My mom taught me how to cook when I was four. See, I had too many and people, do laundry. Too many people around the house doing that shit for me. I didn't have that. Yeah, it was just me and mom. Yeah, see, I, I lived until with I was like, until I was seven years old. I, my I lived with like four adults in my house, so like I didn't have to worry about it. Nope, it was just me and mom until I was seven, and then my stepdad came to the picture. For, I think my parent, I think my family would be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> nope. nope. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. all right. Well, this has been. A good first year. Yeah. And uh been a learning experience. We're figuring shit out. Yeah, I think we've come a long way, so we'll see what the see what the next next year brings. The yeah. new new fresh year, twenty twenty one. Hopefully it's better than twenty twenty. Although I am so sick of people going, Oh fuck twenty twenty. The year has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it's not it's Leave the year alone. Father time is not the issue. It's the people in the world. Yep. So I'd agree with that. Alright. This is Aaron Banyan. Timothy Bennett. Thanks for stopping by. Peace. This is the one true.